0: Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest
1: in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Go Forth and Golf. I'm your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Willow Creek Golf Club and owner of Go Forth Golf Instruction. You know, I've been starting out every episode, 29 episodes with that beginning, PGA professional at Willow Creek Golf Club, but that's going to change soon. I'm proud to announce that I've accepted the head golf professional position at Cross Creek Golf Club located in Seneca, South Carolina, and I'm super, super excited about it. If you don't know where Seneca is, it's just on the outskirts of Clemson, South Carolina. And uh, I could not be more thrilled to take this position. It's a fantastic golf club, beautiful golf course, wonderful amenities. And uh, I just can't say enough good things about it. Highly encourage you to go out there and check out their website. It's CrossCreekGolfClubSC.com. Again, that's CrossCreekGolfClubSC.com. And again, I could sit here all day long and tell you how excited I am, but it's not going to be enough. And I'm just really looking forward to this new adventure in my career, this new path, and uh, getting to know all the wonderful people there at Cross Creek. I have to say it's, it's, it's bittersweet because I'm so excited, like I said, to go to Cross Creek, but I'm also really sad to leave behind. All of my friends at Willow Creek Golf Club, the staff. Um, If you're listening to this, thank you so much for all the support you have given me. I cannot thank you enough. You guys are wonderful. I love all of you tremendously, and man, I'm going to miss all of you, but we can still stay in touch. This is not goodbye by any means. We will definitely stay in touch. All the members out there, thank you so much for allowing me to serve you these past seven years there at Willow Creek and growing your golf game and just growing as a person with you. It's been wonderful and then of course all the guests that come out to Willow Creek thank you so much again for allowing me to serve you and and give you a golf product that you have enjoyed and uh, I have no doubt that Willow Creek will continue on being successful we've laid some really good groundwork there We've made some great improvements during my time and I cannot wait to see how that golf club flourishes for years to come and I cannot say enough great things about the ownership the members the guests the staff, Again, thank you so very much for allowing me to be your PGA professional for the last seven years. So, that being said, I wanted to update you on my new career move, and uh, I'll give you more updates about Cross Creek Golf Club as I progress forward. And I uh, highly suggest you go follow me on social media. You'll see pictures that I've posted on there, we will post on there uh, about Cross Creek. Go follow us on social media. It's Cross Creek Golf Club on facebook and we're going to be expanding out to other social media outlets as well so let's jump into the Ryder cup man let me tell you something that Ryder cup was amazing wasn't it the united states just absolutely routed the europeans and man it was just some fantastic golf that we saw throughout that golf tournament i did not i thought that you know us had a great chance of winning this thing but man i didn't expect them to route the european team like they did I think it was just a matter of them coming together and just being a a cohesive unit. We clearly knew that they had the talent to make this happen. It was just, can they play as a team? And they definitely displayed that without a doubt there at Whistling Straits. This United States team was actually the youngest in team history to go on and clinch that Ryder Cup. Like I mentioned earlier, it was a 19 to 9 route and it was the largest margin of victory in the modern-day format of the Ryder Cup, which is extremely impressive. He had a great display of golf from all the participants, Dustin Johnson especially. I mean, he goes 5-0, and o, hasn't been done since Larry Nelson in 1979, and uh, he just really took that team on his shoulders, performed like a leader, and went out there and showed them how it was done. So congrats to Dustin for a 5-0 and o record in this year's Ryder Cup. And I'll be honest with you, the captain's picks – that Steve Stricker made this year came through tremendously. He had Tony Finau, Shoffley, Spieth, Harris English, Berger, Scheffler. Those guys just stepped up and they made everybody realize that they were the right pick. They wanted to prove themselves and went out there and showed everybody why Steve Stricker picked them. And of course the qualifiers of Morikawa, Johnson, Deshambo, Kepka, Thomas, Cantlay, they went out there and got it done too. They said, look, We qualified for a reason. We're going to go out here and show you how it's done. Let's do this thing. And they just did it. They all come together and played some outstanding golf. Credit to Roy McIlroy at the end of the Ryder Cup. That speech, that interview that he did, I tell you, it was a tearjerker. You could tell how much this means to him. It's not about individuality. It's about team. And he really expressed that well, I thought, in his interview. If you haven't had a chance to go look at that, go out there and Google it. I'm sure you can find it'll pop up, watch it and just maybe have a whole nother level of respect for Rory and how passionate he is, not only about the game of golf, but about Ryder cup, about being a teammate coming together as the, as a team and, and what it means to the Europeans. So again, so glad from the USA standpoint that we won, but much respect for the European team for getting out there and, and fighting their rear ends off and doing the best they could and, and coming together as a team as well. And, I'm sure we're going to see a, a fantastic Ryder Cup in a couple of years. They're going to have vengeance on their mind. But, you know, I have to say the United States team has really solidified themselves as a powerhouse at this point. And they made a statement, you know, and that that 19-9 route, they said, look, we're here. We take this serious and we're not going anywhere anytime soon. And we're planning on winning more Ryder Cups in years to come. So it's just going to make this this event even more exciting. It's becoming a lot more competitive and truly one of the most exciting sporting events out there right now i know it sounds cliche you probably heard that the entire weekend of the ryder cup but it's so true it really is it's one of the most exciting sporting events out there and the fans make it a part of that as well the fans the energy that they exude was tremendous and it just makes you get into that tournament even more the emotion that you see out of the players i absolutely love the ryder cup can't wait for the next one in a couple years of course next year we have the president's cup coming up And as we get closer to that, I'll do my preview and predictions for it as well. Going on to PGA Tour news, we've had two events so far. The Fortinet Championship that took place in the week of September 13th through the 19th. And then we had the Sanderson Farms Championship that took place this past week as I'm recording this. September 22nd through October the 3rd. Congratulations to Max Homa for the Fortinet Championship and to Sam Burns for the Sanderson Farms. Coming up would be October 4th through the 10th week. We'll have the Shriners Hospital for Children's Open at TPC Summerlin. That one always means a lot to me because I grew up at a course owned by the Shriners, he Jazz Golf Club here in South Carolina. Went on to be their head golf professional. That was an honor for me being I grew up there. My dad's a Shriner. Uh, they do some tremendous work for children. I highly encourage you to go out there, research what the Shriners do, It's unbelievable, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for the Shriners based on all the Shriners I've been around during my life and during my career. Of course, my father's influence there as well. So this tournament really means a lot to me. I'm so glad that the PGA Tour partnered with the Shriners Hospital to do this golf tournament and to contribute to all the wonderful things they do for children in need out there. Next, we have the CJ Cup. It's going to be October 11th through the 17th at the Summit Club, and in October 18th through the 27th, that week's the Zozo Championships at Accordia Golf in our Shino Country Club in Japan. That's always a great golf course. It's always a great event. So those are your next three events, Shriners Hospital, the CJ Cup, and then the Zozo Championship coming down the pipeline. Of course, there's really not a break in the PGA Tour. It's a continuation. It never stops, really, except for maybe a break here and there. But it's it's ongoing all year round. And these guys just need the opportunity, uh, obviously, to earn money. That's their livelihood. They earn that money. They're not paid a salary unless they have sponsorships. So the PGA Tour just continues to go, gives these guys opportunities to get in these events, win money, support their families, make a living, be successful. So it's uh, much respect for any PGA Tour player because it's just, again, ongoing. It never ends. This year, I'm going to cover the PGA Tour a little bit more in detail on this podcast. Let's talk about it, get your feedback on it. So please feel free to reach out to me on social media. Let me know your thoughts about an upcoming tournament or maybe a tournament that just happened. I'm really excited about it. and Can't wait to see what stars emerge from this season like we saw last year and seeing if the established stars on the PGA Tour can continue their momentum, maybe add a few notches to that to that belt. And uh, especially as we get into major season with the Masters, it's uh, around the corner, believe it or not. It's, uh, of course, in April. And before you know it, I'm going to be saying Merry Christmas to you. And the next thing you know, it's Masters week. So as you know, time flies pretty fast in life. And I'm sure the Masters will be here before we know it. So in this episode, I'm going to do an interview with tim breon at foresight sports tim goes into a lot of detail about who foresight sports is what they offer how they can make your golf game better how they can make your golf game a lot more fun through launch monitors through golf simulators through push carts they have some really really good products the whole point of bringing tim on the podcast is not only to educate you about foresight Sports but to help you improve your game. Remember, that's the whole purpose of this podcast, to educate you, is to inspire you, is to entertain you with the game of golf. And I know for a fact, Foresight Sports has some wonderful products that will help you improve your golf game. So I really encourage you to listen to this interview, learn more about what they offer, how maybe you can implement that in your life, in your game, to not only, again, improve it, but to have more fun. So without further ado, let's jump right into episode number 29 let's tee it up oh he got all of that one if you want to take control of your health and feel so much better i encourage you to check out pure on Main. they have two locations on main street in downtown greenville across from the hyatt and another location on cannon street and beautiful downtown greer pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier more fulfilling life Pure All, Maine is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you, Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox and wellness consulting pure on main is dedicated to helping and serving their community please give them a call and let them recommend top of the line products that are results driven i get all of my wellness supplements from them and i feel amazing visit their website at pureonmain.com. again that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products or you can visit their downtown locations in greenville and greer So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it. I'm honored to have as my guest for today's episode, Tim Breon. Tim is a representative for Foresight Sports. Who is Foresight Sports? What do they offer? Well, they offer some of the best launch monitors, if not the best launch monitors out there on the market right now with their GC Hawk, their GC Quad, their GC2 gc2 hmt plus a new launch monitor that they're coming out with here soon he's going to tell you all about that some breaking news on that also simulators they make some fantastic simulators tim's going to talk more about that how can you own a simulator how can your company own a simulator how can your golf facility own one as well this would be an absolutely wonderful addition to your home to your workplace to your golf course Tim's going to expand on that more and and tell you all the benefits that you can get from a simulator. Also, other items that they have, such as software additions, a push cart that's innovative and unbelievable, and some other great ideas that they have coming down the pipeline. Foresight Sports is a tremendous company. I highly suggest you go out there and check them out. Their website is ForesightSports.com. Again, ForesightSports.com, Fores, F-O-R-E. Again, ForesightSports.com. Go follow them on social media to learn more about their fantastic product. Again, super thrilled that Tim would come on the podcast today and talk to all of us about everything they have going on and what they can offer and how they can better your golf game. And that's what this is all about. And that's why I wanted to bring them onto the show. How can we make you better? How can we make it more fun for you at the same time? He's going to talk about all that. So without further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Tim Brion from Foresight Sports. Tim, welcome to the podcast, man. I I greatly appreciate your time. How are you today? Steve, thank you so much for
0: having us on. Uh, Doing great. You know, a lot of uh, really positive news uh, in our end of the golf industry. So look forward to sharing that with you in a little bit. But yeah, things are going well. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well. I'm very excited to hear about it. Before we start talking about the fantastic products offered by Foresight, let's talk a little bit about the history of the company. When was Foresight formed and and where did the idea come from to dive into the world of golf simulators and launch monitors?
0: That's a great question. Um, So a group of folks that were part of a, a, actually a competitor of ours now, but a simulator company, Uh, had a different idea about you know where they wanted to position technology in the industry and kind of what they wanted to do going forward and and were able to join up with a few folks that came from the OEM world more so on the R&D side of the business Uh, and and specifically one gentleman in particular was an optical specialist that was developing launch monitors for one of the OEMs and uh, Chris Corrale is his name and Chris uh, always thought that there was a Opportunity to sell launch monitors at, in the commercial market, but you know, obviously, those first uh, generation launch monitors were cumbersome and heavy, and there wasn't quite—you know—the market wasn't quite ready for that, and, and a lot of folks didn't know how to use them properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, from there, um, kind of, the, the, this group of folks came together and decided to start Foresight Sports about twelve years ago now, two thousand eight. Uh, the first unit shipped uh, within a couple of years later. Uh, and the first product for the company was actually the G100 launch monitor that was made in collaboration with Nike. I'm not sure a lot of folks know that, and uh, so Nike tried to come to the market with a launch monitor many, many years ago. Uh, obviously, that, that wasn't uh, as successful in the launches we've seen with other products, um, and they exited the launch monitor space shortly thereafter, but uh, bottom line is, is, is the company has been healthy for quite a while, you know some of our competitors may have gotten some more fanfare and media throughout the years uh, but I, I think it's important to remember that when you look at the number of units out in the field uh, the number of customers of foresight sports the, the number is, is significantly larger than most of our competitors when you consider that we've had a, a more entry price point level product in the gc2 uh, priced way more affordably you know that's been in in, in circulation for 10 years so uh, we're very happy to be in our current position in the marketplace. Uh, the last couple of years have treated us extremely well, and we're extremely excited for the future.
1: See, launch monitors have come a long way. I remember the
0: Vector. You remember the Vector launch monitor that came out like mid-2000s? Of course. I mean, so I, my, my journey in the golf industry, specifically in the tech space, started working on the R&D teams uh, with Spalding Sports. And we had a launch monitor. This is back in the late 90s. And we were using launch monitors that were probably about three and a half by three and a half feet cubed. Uh, and these things cost about $150,000. And shortly thereafter, you know, then you started to have uh, see more portable solutions like Vector. And By today's standards, Vector, you know, is clunky and cumbersome and not nearly as accurate. But uh, yeah, Vector was kind of the first one that got golf teachers thinking, wait a minute, if I can understand what's happening a little bit more accurately that I can help affect change a little better.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It was an extremely effective tool back then for me anyway. Let's talk a little bit about your launch monitors. Uh, you guys have four different models currently that a golfer can choose from. You got the GC Hawk, the GC Quad, the GC2, and then the GC2 uh, plus HMT. Of course, golfers can go to your website and learn more about these launch monitors, the pricing, But can you talk about the features of each and kind of simplify that to help the listener better understand which option could be best for them?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, It it allows an opportunity to actually kind of uh, move forward some some new news to share with the industry, which will be released here uh, by the time our podcast here uh, is available to listeners. This news will drop so. But uh, our, our legacy product is GC2, which was a, a binocular camera system uh, that basically tracked the golf ball. Uh, it was not uh, designed initially to track the golf club, though there were certain club components it could track. And then uh, shortly thereafter, there was an attachment that was offered called HMT, uh, head measurement technology. Uh, and that was allowing the unit to now start to capture club head delivery, uh, club head speed, angle attack, those sorts of things. Um, and so that was those were kind of our first two products, so to speak. Uh, they were very prevalent at demo days. You know, like I said, because of the price point, a lot of the manufacturers chose to use optical systems, um, you know, the, the, those GC2 units. From there, we graduated into a four-camera system called GC Quad. This is the unit that you'll see out on the range T at PGA Tour events nowadays. Uh, and this is our premium performance analysis tool. Uh, that's really designed to be portable. Uh, Basically, the the data you're getting is the same, whether it's indoors or outdoors. Uh, We can capture and characterize more precisely and more accurately the launch condition than than any other technology currently available. Uh, And by launch condition, I mean the club head speed, the path, the angle of attack, the face, uh, strike point. And then when you're talking ball, you're talking club head speed, launch angle and spin. Um, So... It, it really kind of opened up a whole new level of precision and accuracy at, at a much more affordable price point. Um, and then from there, we, we evolved into the RGC Hawk technology, which is an overhead mounted unit. And, and that's really a wonderful solution for the family user, uh, somebody that's playing a lot of simulator golf in their, you know, in their, in their home studio. Um, maybe they're not looking for uh, the the portable use case of being able to tote it around out on the lesson tee or out on the golf course, uh, and they're wanting something that's easy to just turn on and play simulator golf or play games with the family, um, and that leads the the way into you know where we're going. And so this year we are introducing a, a launch monitor unit that is uh, designed for the everyday golfer, not the industry user like a teacher or a fitter, uh, and we feel very strongly that. Uh, as we democratize technology and make it more affordable for the everyday player, but it still retains the accuracy and precision that drives the tour level products. Uh, we feel very strongly that this is a product that currently doesn't exist in the marketplace, and that's why we are going to be answering that call here uh, by the time the podcast drops. the industry should be well aware of our new product gc3 well
1: let's talk about that because you said it kind of fits the average player a little bit more what um... How can they use this to really improve their golf game? What do they need to look for? There could be listeners that are, are, are sitting here listening to this podcast and like, you know, I have no idea what a launch monitor can do for me. Why should I even be interested in this? What would you tell them?
0: So, using some of the cool tools available these days, uh, like Arcos, and we actually have our own game tracking app called Four. What's become very, very clear throughout all these technologies is that golfers don't really understand their games nearly as well as they think they do. Uh, if you were to ask, and you know from, from being a professional and teacher, or you ask a player what their tendencies are, and then you actually go play around to golf with them, there's usually a little disconnect there. Right. Uh, and, and so giving a player an, an, an ability to objectively characterize what they're doing and then measure it against not just a subset of players that they're used to playing against, but all golfers. How many times have you asked a player, "Do you hit it high or low?" And they say, "I hit it high," and then you watch them hit shots, and you're like you hit it really, really low. Yeah. And then you ask them, you, you kind of point it out, you know, uh, you're not really launching the ball that high. And you know, do you realize that the average PGA Tour player hits it four times higher than you? And mm. they'll always respond, "Well, compared to all the players I play with, I hit it higher than all that." So when you're measuring stick as your your foursome on the weekend versus, you know, all golfers, sometimes it skews your perception of what you do. And one of the most useful things of these on-course game management applications is just yardage gapping. And the average golfer has no clue how far they hit the ball. They don't know how far it carries and how far it rolls. And so they end up selecting golf, you know, clubs they should be hitting a 7 iron instead of a instead of an 8 iron. Or, or maybe they should not even consider aiming for this green because they don't have a club that can carry it on the green and stop. Um, so understanding these insights are going to drive a lot of a lot of understanding for performance. But I think it's also to remember it's good to remember too that these launch monitor tools also drive simulation experiences. So you know, on a Tuesday afternoon, you get home from work and you can't get out to the golf course in time. If you have an affordable simulator solution. Uh, that uses a very precise technology piece, like a, a, a foresight uh, optical launch monitor unit. Uh, it's, it's going to help give you an opportunity to practice and stay connected to the game throughout the week when normally you may not have the time. So it's not just something that drives insights for performance; it also keeps you attached to the game and keeps you playing.
1: That's a great segue into the simulators. I wanted to ask you about that. You guys have the Simina Box simulator, and it's a fantastic offer it comes with everything the golfer is going to need to have that wonderful simulator experience uh, when they get it when they purchase it they receive the gc launch monitor they get the game optimized computer a hitting mat the net and screen based hitting structure tell me more about this fantastic product and the feedback you've received from from, from some of your customers about this simulator
0: yeah it's, it's you know we launched our sim in the box series uh a couple of years back now, and um, all the credit in the world to our, our company president, John Waters, who kind of put that idea together and said, you know, how do we get this out to more folks? We get so many folks that buy our launch monitor technology and then they're fumbling around trying to connect it in different simulators. They don't know what screens to use, what projectors to use. Why don't we just create an easy solution that bundles it all together? And through bundling it, you, you get a little bit of cost savings. Uh, And and instead of having to piece out all these components a la carte, we put together, you know, a very cost effective solution that if you were to shop each component individually would be well, you know, well more expensive than you're getting them through this bundle. And how do we make this approachable for all consumers? You know, the idea of a golf simulator room up until a few years back it was more expensive than a car. You know, you'd have to spend $40,000, $50,000 to put the simulator in your home. And I think what we're seeing now is, you know, with this, our our new hardware unit that's launching here in this month, we'll be able to offer Sim in a box solutions for below $20,000. And when you finance that out, you know, you're you're talking about making this technology affordable to every level of golfer from, from an economic standpoint. Uh, to, to unlock their ability to have experiences at home, and then also play and practice and improve. So, uh, we're very excited about what Sim in Box has done for us, you know, up to this point. But now that you pair this this product franchise with uh, a new direct-to-consumer hardware piece that's a little more friendly on the bank account, we think we're going to see a, a tremendous amount of growth in simulators uh, through that through that new hardware product. To me, it seems like the Sim in the box is
1: far less intimidating. If you go out and try to buy a simulator on your own, you got to get all this stuff and piece it together like you were talking about. This is far less intimidating to purchase it this way.
0: That's exactly right. You know, how do we create a solution that somebody can uh, literally buy something, you know, through an e com channel, it gets delivered to your door. And if you have any aptitude whatsoever, as far as installation, you could actually install the thing and hit balls later that day. Uh, we find that, that, that that's going to really be a tipping point for a lot of decision makings in households to, to maybe include a, a golf simulator. Uh, when you look at our hawk unit, remember that's multi sport capable. So you can do soccer, and we have plans to design a baseball product as well. So obviously, we're on a golf podcast uh, talking about golf, but I think that from the family use case, as these simulators get more versatile, uh, you have gamification solutions like different games that the kids can play. Uh, I think that they're going to become more and more popular for, for families uh, to be able to use in a space uh, that isn't just dedicated to a custom sim room. You're going to want to have something that you can use and repurpose the room. And I think that we're very strongly positioned to be able to capitalize on that market.
1: For someone who is new to simulators or they don't know much about it, I've got this simulator. I've unboxed it. I've put it together. I'm ready to go. What kind of benefits can they get from that? How many golf course options would they have? How many golf courses come with it? Do they have to purchase it? How does that work?
0: Yeah, good question. I mean, it all depends upon the software packages that you end up uh, you end up subscribing to. You know, we we do our software a little differently than our competitors. Now we sell licenses, uh, and those licenses don't have to be maintained every year through subscription fees. Uh, so once you buy the software, you own it, so to speak. Uh, and when you download golf courses, you know, it, it really depends upon how many courses somebody wants for their experience. We have different bundles and packages that include the base level software uh, and, you know, 10 courses, 15 courses. And then we can add options on a la carte from there. So you're getting a, a you know, in these Sim in the Box bundles, you're getting, you know, a... a valuable uh, component, meaning the projectors and screens we use, uh, these are not components that are gonna fail in a month on you, you know? Obviously when you talk about a custom simulator and some of the components that are used on those projectors and screens, they're going to be a, a higher quality than what you would get in our in our bundled offerings. But the offering, the, the components we offer in our bundled uh, SIM-in-a-box products, you know, are still premium components and they're gonna last a long time. So. I think that you know ultimately, uh, our objective is to get the price of a home simulator down to a point where everybody can afford it and not have to add in uh, a bunch of extravagant software options just to make the thing work. Uh, so all of our a box customers get a base level software experience that drives both performance analysis and course simulation and gamification uh, at a foundational level.
1: Well, someone could be listening to the podcast and and not realize hey i can i can buy a simulator for work i can buy one for right. your golf course or maybe even the driving range tell me more about how a golfer can benefit from these other sim simulator location options like work like the golf course like the driving range
0: we've seen the workplace become very very commonplace for for bills uh, i think a lot of uh, workplaces have looked at what some of the software companies like google have done where they've built in Recreation into their employee experience, and they've built in you know things that drive employee fulfillment uh, beyond you know just income packages and providing a workplace. And especially in you know in our new environment post pandemic, um, if somebody's going to come into the office and spend time and not and not be able to work remote, we better have some cool things at the office that they want to come to the office for. And right. so we've seen a, a lot of growth when it comes to that specific aspect of our business, you know, uh, commercial installations, not for commercial industry users, but, you know, for businesses that just want to have one of them for, for, for employees. And then the other big uh, significant amount of growth I think we've seen uh, is, as you kind of alluded to, green grass facilities. You know, at, at first glance you say, well, why would a green grass facility, why would a golf course want to put a simulator in one of their rooms in their clubhouse when they have the real thing right outside, well, for snowbelt operators, they don't have the real thing outside for 12 months a year, uh, and you know there aren't many facilities that have San Diego weather year-round. And then the other big thing is Monday to Friday, that golf course goes largely unused because most people have you know obligations throughout the week. So most of these private social clubs see a lot of traffic and activity in the evening hours during the weekdays. And a lot of operators have realized that, you know, well, we can't play the golf course at 8 p.m., but we can run a simulator. And so it's it's helping drive both lessons and fittings. uh, But we've seen a a huge growth in leagues and league play. Uh, You know, the idea of doing like inter-club league matches, you know, through a simulator format. It's a little more approachable for some folks. uh, And once again, going back to that time conundrum, it, it it helps some folks be able to participate Monday to Friday when they normally wouldn't be able to.
1: Yeah, that's very cool. And so basically, someone could also play around a round of golf with someone their, their friend that could be clear across the country, correct?
0: Yeah, I mean, on the other side of the world, we we do a range solution actually. That uh, imagine if you had one of our hardware technology pieces with you know a monitor. Uh, and a whole different software platform. Imagine if you had one of those installed into every hitting stall at the driving range. And we offer that. It's called Total Range, and you can play simulator golf and the whole nine yards. And the nice thing about that compared to like a top golf experience, you know, the, the, the entertainment golf experiences are using, they're not real golf balls. They're limited flight golf balls, usually that have an RFID chip in them, and they, they don't quite fly the same as a real ball. It's not the same experience. With our total range solution, it allows an operator to use regular golf balls uh, and, and you can actually play a simulated round of golf on the driving range. Uh, that's kind of neat. You know, there, there aren't a lot Absolutely. of systems can do that. Uh, but the really cool thing is that let's say you have a total range operator in Singapore and then you have another total range operator in San Diego. Um, through the wonders of the internet, you can connect those users uh, and you can do the same thing when it comes to league formats. So, uh, and I think that that's a big part of where the game's going to go, not just in this country, but globally, uh, the proliferation of esports leagues and virtual golf. Uh, and as we've seen a convergence of gaming, specifically gambling and golf uh, with the PGA and LPGA tours, you know, supporting gambling and as gambling opens up around the country, the introduction of gambling into the whole virtual golf atmosphere, I think is also going to drive some some product awareness and some 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 uh, revenue yeah that's really exciting
1: to think about that in the future of the game and how you can enter, interact people from all over the world it is so so cool um after a golfer purchases one of your products whether it's a launch monitor whether it's a simulator how easy is it for them to receive tech support uh, if they have any questions or concerns
0: yeah. Another great question here. And, you know, I think it's important at this point for folks to understand that we are hundred percent you made in the USA. Uh, there are very few raw components that land at our landing docks at our, at our warehouse in San Diego. We're under 45,000 square feet. Um, and everything that goes into making that product from both a software engineering standpoint and hardware engineering, uh, electronics, Uh, the camera lenses, the mounting blocks, um, everything except for the microprocessors we put together in our factory in San Diego. And tech supports under the same roof. Uh, So we do offer uh, tech support seven days a week uh, during normal uh, business operating hours uh, for our North American users. Uh, So, you know, 9 a.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, And then we're also available you know, through the internet, uh, inter- you know, we, we have different uh, chat features and functions on our website. So uh, supporting our product is something we take pride in. The good news is, is that mechanically, at least our units really don't fail. When you look at that GC2 unit, as I mentioned, it's 10 years old, you know, other than having to replace a flash every once in a while or a battery every once in a while, our GC2 owners are still using their GC2s they bought from us 10 years ago. Uh, So we don't see a lot of hardware support that's needed Uh, on the software end, obviously we get some folks that may not be as high an aptitude user just software in general so usually bringing them up to speed on our software requires a little assistance early on but uh, any of our customers can rest assured knowing that they're going to get support promptly and and most importantly is it's 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 you're going to receive support directly from our company in San Diego.
1: That's so important too. I mean, it, it gives people peace of mind. It makes them want to invest in your product because they know, Hey, I'm, they're going to back it up. They're going to help me. I'm going to invest this amount of money into this product. Knowing that you guys are there for them uh, without fail is such a safety net. It's going to make people feel so much more comfortable and, and more committed to buying your product. Right.
0: Uh, we we would like to think so, but it's just the right way of doing business. You know, if, somebody, yeah. if somebody's going to make an investment in you and, and listen, with our new hardware piece that we're coming to market with, you know, we feel very strongly that at that price point, it'll get a lot of people's attention, but it's still, you know, you're still talking about thousands of dollars for a golf technology unit. And, you know, if if you're going to, if you're going to proclaim to be the the, the leaders in the industry from a precision and an accuracy standpoint, um, it's just the right way to do business to support your product.
1: You guys have amazing launch monitors. You have fantastic simulators. You also have the four caddy smart push cart, and it's phenomenal. I read read up about this, and I was truly amazed at what it offers. It's it's very easy to take to the golf course and assemble it. It's battery-powered. The thing even has a phone charger on it, which is crazy. Tell me more about this very innovative and convenient cart, and how can it make golfers experience on the course even more enjoyable?
0: You know, for all of us, I think we, the, the the rigors of life, we end up on the weekend riding in carts, but, you know, the game's really best experienced when walked. Um, yeah, no doubt. Anybody that's a competitive player understands this. It's not always feasible, uh, but for those folks out there that would like to walk and maybe there's not a caddy program, you're not a member of a private club, and it's not like you're going to be able to have a caddy carry your clubs for you, you know, pushing a push cart. Uh, while it's effective, you know, how do you have a little more enjoyable experience? How do you enhance that on-course experience and make it feel like you're playing with a caddy when you don't have a caddy? And so the the automated push cart for caddy system is one of the solutions that answers that. And, you know, I think you're going to see some more development around that uh, as far as developing that product a little more fully. Uh, When you start to integrate big data and on-course experiences, we have an on-course game management app called Four um, that a lot of folks don't know about that tracks your shots on the golf course and then gives you insights about you know statistics. Um, when you start to look at some of the pieces in our in our in our ecosystem, you can start to get creative about ways to use that Four Caddy cart in more than just a bag transportation mode, but actually. Uh, You know, something that potentially could be used to deliver cool, innovative experiences, uh, you know, that that leverage all your launch monitor data, too. So I would expect that that's probably something that you'll you may see uh, that product develop into um, as we as we continue to work with it. But in its current state, it's it's incredibly effective and useful in that you want to walk a golf course and don't want to carry your clubs. Uh, just clip the little clip onto your belt. The thing will follow you wherever you go.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You mentioned the, uh, the GC3, obviously, coming here in the near future. What else can listeners anticipate uh, from Foresight Sports? What do you have coming down the pipeline? What's on the horizon?
0: Right now, you know, our, our big focus is GC3 and the supporting software around that. And as we start to turn the page, as we clear that product launch uh, through the remainder of this year, heading into the PGA show next year, uh, I I think that you're gonna start to see some cool things come from our our new um, sister company, Bushnell. Uh, When we launched GC3, uh, as we're going through this launch, I should say, um, you know, it was announced to the industry a couple of weeks ago that Foresight Sports partnered with Bushnell uh, to deliver a Bushnell branded launch monitor, and, uh, and it's it's actually a co branded piece. And um, on the heels of that, now there's new and you know some new news to share. A uh, press release last week that Bushnell's parent company Vista Outdoors. Uh, Vista Outdoors has agreed, or they actually closed on acquisition for Foresight Sports uh, this week actually, just yesterday. So uh, our company is under new ownership and Bushnell is one of our sister companies. And so when you look at you know, what the future holds for us, the future is very, very bright. Uh, Bushnell, or excuse me, Vista Outdoors is one of the strongest outdoor sporting companies uh, conglomerates in the world, uh, focus in you know, a lot of different consumer products so when you, when you look at us deploying a direct-to-consumer product and now we're owned by a, a sporting and outdoors uh, consumer products company, it bodes very, very well. Uh, when you look at what's coming down the pipeline with our software, uh, we've got some exciting things to share with the industry, probably by PGA Show that focus on club fitting. Uh, we've got some partnerships that we're working on. Uh, that involve very cutting-edge technologies uh, in the worlds of motion capture, um, and then you look at some of the um, some of the analytics services that are out there, like Decade Golf and things of that like. Uh, and, and and we have a few of those conversations teed up uh, to, to to see if there are ways to integrate those types of solutions into our game management. So we foresee there being a a technology ecosystem that's very inviting and unassuming. So those of us that may not be as tech savvy are still going to use the tech, even though it may not be a focal point in the experience. For those that are tech savvy and have a high aptitude, it's obviously going to drive a lot of experiences. But we see it being a a centerpiece towards the growth of the game and retention. Um, You know, when you're looking at remote coaching modules, how do we support teachers coaching their players when their players are at home? Um, Can you get a golf lesson over a Zoom call with a personal launch monitor? These are all sorts of innovative, cool, forward-thinking ideas uh, that I think you'll start to see some development around in the next few years. Uh, And the idea is all aimed at, you know, how do we grow the game of golf, make it more attractive to tech-savvy users, characterize players uh, in in a more accurate way so that we can drive more useful insights um, that are used for all sorts of different use cases. And then the biggest thing is, how do we help them play better and have cooler experiences where they want to keep doing this longer? So uh, I think that that's what you're, you're going to see a lot of, you know, leveraging uh, artificial intelligence. We've seen AI, you know, Callaway uh, brought an AI-designed clubface out a couple of years ago. Right. So as some of these new uh, technology platforms and systems comes online, we have some very, very bright people in the industry that will be able to leverage them and use them in creative ways. And uh, the, the end result is going to be this seamless integration of technology into the real experience. Um, a lot of people are saying that five or six years from now, there will probably be more virtual rounds played than real rounds. It's uh, the way it is in Korea actually right now. So who knows what the future holds.
1: Well, as a golf instructor, that's extremely exciting to know that someone could record their swing using a launch monitor or a, a simulator and send it to me on some sort of a platform, and I can evaluate it and send it back to them and talk to them or actually see it live. That is that is unbelievable. That would be great.
0: Yeah, we we agree, and we think that you know it's really just the limits of creativity at this point. You know, data and information, and then just technology in general is accelerating so quickly around us, and I think the thing that a lot of users need to understand, a lot of customers and golfers, is that as the golfing customer base gets younger, which was one of the results of COVID, uh, it drove younger people to into the game to experience it because for a while was, they didn't have much else to do. Uh, a lot of them have stayed. It's been sticky and they've kept doing it. And what that means is as the demographic has, has, has gotten a little bit younger, With that comes a certain technology aptitude and for a game that's been a little resistant towards adoption of technology just because of the demographics of the the industry i think that that's shifted a bit and we're going to start to see some really cool things we've already seen it on golf telecasts uh where they're integrating data and graphics and displays and they're they're looking they're looking at the game under a different microscope than they ever have before Uh, So I I think that this is an exciting time to be involved in the tech space, specifically within golf. Well, Tim, I'm
1: really excited about what you guys are doing. And anyone listening, I don't know how you can't be excited about what we've heard today and and what Foresight Sports is doing. I highly encourage you to go out to their website. It's ForesightSports.com. for is F-O-R-E. Again, ForesightSports.com. Also, go look them up on all social media platforms. Follow them right now so you learn more about this wonderful technology and anything new they're going to have coming down the pipeline like Tim was talking about today. Tim, I'm really excited for you guys, man. You guys have something really good going on right now. That's why I wanted to bring you on the podcast to educate the listeners about what you guys are doing, how you're growing the game of golf, how you're making it more fun. So thank you so much for your time today and and for coming on and, and educating all of us
0: about your wonderful company. Steve, thank you so much for having us on and we'll look forward to doing it again again here soon.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. Congratulations, my friend. You've completed episode number 29. Thank you so very much for pushing that play button no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. You didn't have to do it, but you did. So again, thank you very, very much from the bottom of my heart for your commitment and your dedication to this podcast. I ask that you please go out there and spread the word to people you may know, people that share our love for the game of golf. I think you can only help them with their game as well. Let's grow this golfing community. Let's get the word out there about the podcast. Let's help people enjoy this game even more and just fall in love with it the way we have. Share this episode on your social media page. If you do so, you tag me in it, Go Forth Golf Instruction. I will Put you in a drawing for a free dozen tailor-made golf balls. So go out there, share this podcast, tag me in it, and in doing so, we'll put you in that drawing for that fantastic prize. If you feel like I deserve it, go out there and give me a five-star rating. If you're listening on the Apple platform, that only helps this podcast become more visible to other listeners, and it helps me more than you can possibly imagine. Also, if you feel like I deserve it, go out there and give me a good review. That also helps put more eyes on the podcast. I really appreciate that. The next episode, episode number 30, is going to drop on Wednesday, October the 20th. I'll have more great information to share with you again on Wednesday, October 20th. There will not be an episode dropping on the first Wednesday of November. That's going to be November 3rd, so a little program alert for you. Typically, I'm dropping the new podcast the first Wednesday and the third Wednesday of every month. That's when I'm going to be transitioning leading up to my arrival to Cross Creek on November the 3rd. And I just will not be able to record another episode before November the 3rd episode would drop. So the next episode after that would be November the 17th. So be on the lookout, October 20th, new episode. No episode, November 3rd, skipping that one. And then going to November the 17th will be the next one to drop after the 20th. Thank you so very much for all your support. Thank you for coming up to me and telling me that you listen to this podcast. I can't thank you enough for that. It just warms my heart to know that I'm helping you, I'm entertaining you, I'm inspiring you, whether it's the game of golf or the game of life, whatever it may be. So thank you so much for coming up to me, and I encourage you, please walk up to me and let me know you're listening. Share something with me that you may want to hear me talk about on a future episode, or maybe we can chat about something you may have heard on this episode or a prior episode. Remember, there's 28 other episodes out there in the archives for you go back and listen to, so I highly encourage you to go back, listen if you haven't already done so, or maybe you just need a refresher on something I talked about or an interview that I did with someone in the world of golf. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Until the next episode, I hope you hit your drives long and straight. I hope you hit more greens and regulation. I hope you drain more putts. And again, most of all, remember, get out there, have a fantastic time, have a great time, whether it be with your family, whether it be with your friends, or maybe it's just by yourself on the golf course. Get out there, enjoy it. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing what we're doing and playing this wonderful game of golf. Don't ever forget that. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. It's going to make you feel amazing. And remember, together... Let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at
0: goforthgolfinstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.